0: Check one, two.
1: Check one, two. One, two. Good. You ready? This is all. Hey, it's Cassidy Pope. Gabby Barrett. It's Darius Rucker. Country. Hey, y'all. This is Luke Bryan. We're Runaway Runaway June. It's Guy McCreary. Hey, it's Russell Dickerson here. News. Nominees for the 58th Annual Academy of Country Music Awards have been announced. Plus, Cody Johnson says he has more music on the way. (laughs) Oh, to country news. I'm Bobby Dixon and this is all the country music news you need to know for the week of April 17th, 2023. Well guys, it's that time of the year again. The Academy of Country Music Awards is going to be viewed live May 11th from Frisco, Texas. This year, breakout star Hardy and Lainey Wilson lead the pack with six and five nominations respectively. Morgan Wallen also receives four nominations including Entertainer of the Year. Kojo Nation, get excited. Cody Johnson just announced that his new double album, Leather, will be themed around fun And we can expect that late this year or early next year. Country music songstress Carly Pierce and friend of the Opry just celebrated her 100th Opry performance. And guys, don't worry. Her dogs Johnny and June were in tow. Speaking of dogs, country music superstar Chase Rice brought his beloved dog Jack up on stage with him during his sold out Ryman show to sing the song off his new album Bench Seat. Luke Combs just won't stop. The country music superstar announced that his next single to country radio will be Love You Anyway. The star announced it at his sold out Nissan stadium show over the week. Bonafide badass Megan Patrick also made her grand old Opry debut this past week plus she announced a new EP. Everything has to come to an end but it's not the end for Granger Smith. We are so excited that he has announced his final tour and that he is following his passion. He is leaving music for ministry. Make sure you check out the emotional video on our website. Country music powerhouses might be joining forces. Recently in an interview with iHeart Country, Luke Combs shared that him and fellow superstar Morgan Wallen text often about collabing, but they are waiting for the perfect song. And with Stagecoach only two weeks away, make sure you head over to our website to make sure you check out who you have to see over the three-day festival. We have some of the hottest new tunes for you here this week. The hottest. Kicking it off, Nathan Wilson, the Kentucky native, proves that he is a rule breaker and making a stamp in Nashville with his latest single, Good at Getting Gone. Make sure you head over to our website because it's also our video of the week. Leah Marie Mason drops her new EP. It's full of nostalgic and hominess. The project entitled Honeydew and Hennessy will be one of your favorites. Make sure you go check out my favorite song off the EP, Holy Water. Country riser Austin Burke is putting a spin on the Patsy Cline classic Crazy with his summer bop, Crazy Crazy. Certified sad girl Kelsey Lamb finds herself in a romantic gray area with her clever new single In Between Time. (laughs) Grungy country rocker Austin Snell is praying for a little bit of change in his new single Pray All The Way Home. Make sure you head over to our website to also check out the music video. It's awesome. (laughs) guys know how much I love Jackson Dean so I'm pretty excited that he is bringing his live performance to life with a new project recorded at the Ryman. I am so thankful one of his best covers Heavens to Betsy also happens to be on there. ACM new female nominee Megan Maroney gets really personal with her new song Girl in the Mirror off her upcoming new album. Speaking of girl power Mackenzie Carpenter's self-titled EP is out now make sure you check out my favorite Don't Mess With Exes plus the accompanying short film. Talk about a country music powerhouse Adam Mack and Jenna DeVries team up for their new southern gospel bop Chapel. Don't forget to follow our New Music Friday playlist, the All Country News New Music Roundup on Spotify, so you can find your new favorite song. This week, we sat down with country songstress Meg McCree to talk about her debut album, Is It Just Me? What's on the horizon for her and touring with her buddy, Lainey Wilson. I know. So let's kick things off here. I always love to kind of learn about where people grew up or what kind of music they were listening to because I really feel like it shapes now, you know, who I'm listening to, especially with this new album. So growing up, who were some of those people that you just really remember your parents were playing or that you were listening to uh, when you were little?
0: Yeah, I mean, my parents had a um, really diverse music taste. Which um, I hope is evident in my music. You can tell I kind of grew up on a little bit of everything, but I'm from Georgia, so obviously country music was a big part of growing up. It was just everywhere. My dad, and my parents were big country fans, and my dad and I that we bonded over that. Um, and so, like my mom and dad had all the the uh, chick CDs, and you know, it that was a thing in my mom's car, where we were always putting those on, and uh, I actually started playing the violin because of them because of those really? records so that was a big thing I was like mom I've apparently the story goes I was like four or five and I was like what is that and I was in my booster seat and I was like I want to do whatever that sound is she was like really <laughs> she was like okay like you know probably thought I would want to sing or something but yeah I was like no that and so they were like my grandparents got me a couple lessons for my birthday um and then that was a thing so I was always kind of into that and I was into like because Celt- of violin into like Celtic woman and all that kind of funny <laughs> stuff and so I would be like watching them on tv like on the infomercials or whatever because I was like those girls um but my mom you know my parents big Nora Jones yeah. fans like in yeah. terms of contemporary music and then classic rock the Eagles you know, Steve Miller band, the cars, all that kind of cool stuff. So
1: I love it. I kind of a little bit of everything. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, um, I love that you also have a chicks thing. It's so funny because I'm building like an office behind me so that when I do interviews, it doesn't look like just a gross blank wall. And <laughs> I haven't been able to put my vinyls up. And when you said the chicks, I went, Oh my God. Cause look, what's sitting right next to me. <laughs> that
0: is the one that is the, that is the record.
1: So isn't that funny? I mean, well, It's great because my last name is Dixon and my dad thought he would be cheeky and get me this the CD when I was five. He's like, "Oh, you could be you and your sister could be the Dixon chicks." And little did he know, you I mean I can't sing to save my damn soul. But little did he know that he sparked something in me. And I remember my mom has this video, or my parents have this video on like the old, you know, like your parents used to have like the big old camera recorder. Yes. I was belting when you were mine, and I was like six. I had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs>
0: Oh, me too. That "Loving Arms" song too. Yeah. It's so dramatic, and I was just like, oh. "Cold day in July." Yeah, right. Uh, every
1: single one. Oh my That's, god, I love it. Nothing but rainy days. I know. Yeah. So, I was reading up on you a little bit, and I didn't realize that you went to Vanderbilt. So, did you go to Vanderbilt for music, or did you just like want to be around music? Kind of chat with me how you got from like screaming cold day in July to being at Vanderbilt? <laughs> yeah.
0: it, it's a question I ask myself as well, but um, so I was uh, really into school. I love reading. I was like really into the idea of, you know, going to college. I mean, my whole life I was dreaming of that, and I remember visiting Vanderbilt when my sister was visiting college. She's three years older than me, and my Dad's uncle actually was a professor there. He was, oh. he was super old. He was in the he was a professor in the um, world religions, like oh. department of the divinity school. So he like, he had been there forever, like since he went to Vanderbilt in the fifties. And so he kind of gave us this tour and telling us all about Nashville. And my sister was like, oh, I li- it's fine, I like it. She ended up going to Georgia Tech, but I was like, mm. I was like in seventh grade, I was like, I'm going here, and I just decided. I loved it, and I loved Nashville, and I loved being around the music, and I think, you know, it ended up working out great, yeah. because I got, I went to Vandy on academic scholarship, so I didn't really have, I have no student loans or anything, I graduated, which is Bless a you. gift, <laughs> a gift from God, um, but I knew secretly, I think, the whole time, I was like, oh, I just want to be around it, like, yeah. I was such a realist, I I was, you know, you know, if I, I saw Taylor Swift and I was like, I should have started when I was 13. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the singing thing. I was playing music and I always sang in church. And so I always had that outlet, but I just didn't really know how the business worked. How If you could have a job as a writer, I had no idea. And then in college, I did a bunch of internships on Music Row, like unpaid internships, like some mm-hmm. in conjunction with my major. And then was kind of starting to see how it all worked. So my first one um, was at this company called Sony Red and it was this guy's distribution company and it's the Orchard Now, which is that thing in Nashville. And we were putting out um, Luke Combs Hurricane at the time. And like, it was like the (laughs) beginning of, like Luke Combs was still an independent artist. And it was, so I was like seeing that angle. And then I worked at SMAC, which is Shane McAnally's publishing company. I did one at 30 Tigers, for like full-time one semester when um purgatory by tyler childers was being released i got to like it was 2017 so it was like the perfect time to be around all of this mm-hmm. and i just realized i was like oh there's a lot more that i can do here than i thought and then finally senior year i showed this guy lee crable um at smack he was my boss when i was an intern and i was mm-hmm. like hey I know that you get this a lot but can you just listen to like a few of these songs I've been writing by myself and can you honestly tell me like if they're terrible and I knew he would be honest with me because we were bros and I was like you know this is something I'm thinking about kind of doing and it ended up he was like no I think you should do it and he's like here's what you need to do you need to get a job where you can write during the day and just kind of like plug yourself in the community and at the time I was really open to whatever and I was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. So
1: I <laughs> here love we it. Are. I know. What did you originally go to school for? I take it. It wasn't music.
0: It was, um, I, I got a business degree.
1: Okay. Yep. So well, I, mean, I was just, you're hey, technically your own to- business now. So it kind
0: yeah. of makes sense. I use a lot of it. I mean, yeah. I really do like use a lot of what I learned and in terms of like, just even knowing how to work, you know google excel and docs and do all that just like just the basic like workflow things like I feel like I use a lot of what I learned and I don't know but I'm happy that I graduated and (laughs) and I'm proud to have done
1: it so I I love it so when did you start the whole songwriting process I know you mentioned you know what I mean you're like oh man I wish I'd started when I was 13 like Taylor yeah did you kind of put that pen to paper then and realize that you really liked writing songs
0: Yeah it's kind of an interesting so I always wrote stories and like had these when I was a kid I was writing books and entering writing competitions so that was always like a thing for me Um, but I also played music but I played classical a lot of classical music for the violin and so I was reading it and I'm you know I never really created and then in high school I think I started playing with the idea I got really into like the Room for Squares John Mayer album you know love. like the really singer songwritery kind of stuff love and then just kept kind of I was like well I want to learn that and like oh you can communicate something with just a guitar and a voice so pro- probably in high school and then in college I spent a few summers um, at home I had this friend who went to the Atlanta Institute of Music and like was learning Pro Tools and so we had a summer where we just made a little project and like oh God, that was kind of my woodshedding of learning how to how to write in that whole process because it is a weird process, especially co-writing. Like at, at first, I was really not sure how to go about it, and now it's like my favorite thing ever. And it's mm-hmm. a muscle, but I really did start probably writing more songs my junior and senior year of college, and I I put some things out on SoundCloud, you know, for my friends and. Did them in my room on Garage Band, and oh, played I- my own instruments and stuff. So, I was, <laughs> hey, I I was thinking about it the other day. I've t- since taken that stuff down, but I was like, you know,
1: some of this stuff wasn't that bad. Wasn't yeah, that bad. put it back up. Put it back yeah, up. Yeah, put it back up. So I'm so excited. You know what I mean? I have been such a sucker. I mean, I grew up in I'm aging myself here, like late '90s, early 2000s, and women in country music were like the driving force of the genre. So now you Absolutely. find yourself kind of in this front row seat. You have a pub deal. You are an artist. Why do you feel like it's so important for women to consistently be just at the forefront of the genre?
0: Man, I have so many things to say about that. Um, I've, I'm with you. It seems like we've kind of, re- we kind of regressed for a little bit there because like you said, when I was growing up, everything was Faith Hill, Trisha Yearwood, you know, Martina McBride, Shania Twain, all these powerhouse women. And even in the 60s and 70s and 80s, like, it yeah. was dominated by, in a lot of ways, that perspective. Um, and I'm I'm really excited for the way everything's going in town. I do feel like an energy shift a little bit um, in a cool way, but I think it has a lot to do with um, who the women are right now, like, they're all, like, the people that I've come in contact with, I know, um, you know, it's, like, the Laney Wilsons, and uh, Haley Witters, and, yeah. like, friends like that, and Kaylee Hammock, all those girls that I feel like have kind of taken Nic- Nicolette Hayford, and all these, like, mm-hmm. supportive women, I just feel nothing but good energy, and good vibes from them, and I feel like that's the most powerful thing in the world because if you can harness the power of two women even just being like hey this thing is awesome it's it's magical and it feels like people sometimes believe there's like a limited number of spots for women so it feels like you know I think some people there's a competitive undertone Mm -hmm. in Nashville and probably in LA and anywhere but there's a competitive undertone that you really have to Say, is this actually real, or is this just something that like we're thinking is hanging out in the yeah. ether and we're putting on each other? But my favorite co-writers and my favorite artists, and like my best friend is Harper O'Neill. She's a songwriter, amazing artist. And, like, I just can't imagine doing it without them, yeah, so.
1: I love it. I mean, it's so funny. Like I've in the past, you mean, since Spotify added the song credits thing and I can like actually mm-hmm. look at who's writing things. I think it gives me a bigger appreciation that there really aren't a lot of women on music row still. So what inspires you about really holding that seat and what do you want to do with you know that power? How do you want to inspire other girls that want to have a seat at that table?
0: Man, I, uh, I just really hope to be A person one day that the girls I mentioned before and so many others have been for me and I think on a just a ground level basis the only thing you can do that I can do in my power is to like find those people and lift them up and you know get coffee and talk about you know the little I know that I can hopefully communicate but like my publisher is Hillary Lindsay who is an absolute legend and so when I signed with her I was just like and she is, it's not, when you talk about Hillary Hillary Lindsay, it's not, she's a female songwriter, she's one of the greatest songwriters in this town, ever, and then so it's like, I want it to be a thing like that, I want it to be where the word female songwriter doesn't even exist, because it is the most important perspective, it adds so much to a room, even if you're writing for a guy, like, I, I think it's, it's the secret to really cutting through everything yeah. is having that added perspective. Like she'll get calls from dudes that are riding, like big riders, and they say, we need you to help us finish. And she's like, are you sure it's almost done? They're like, no, we need your Isn't touch or funny? your perspective. Isn't that
1: funny? Yeah. I know. I and, feel uh, like for so long, you know what I mean? Those, that kind of era of country where females were missing. I feel like that essence and that softness and that perspective Um, is what was missing. But I feel like that's one of the reasons why I am so obsessed with your new album. I'm sure my neighbors have heard it. Um, I know driving to the gym, everybody has heard it. Yes. I I think the biggest thing that has stuck out to me from this conversation, and I had this question written down, and now I'm going to like just drill you on it. You said earlier that you were such a realist, but God is the cover art for this album, dreamy as hell. So talk to me about... you you are now are just, I feel like you went from such like a realist, like I'm going to get a degree to like this very dreamy, like ethereal artist. So talk to me about the decision around that album art before we dig into the songs.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. So I actually, I joke with my manager and like everyone, I'm like, I'm a recovering overachiever. (laughs) You know, you have to be, you have to be patient with me, but I I think I I am, I'm in recovery no but I really I really do um I do think that it's hilarious that you made that connection because now that I'm thinking about it I'm like the way my if you like just read my biography you'd be like this girl sounds really like boring and like she's like <laughs> oh yeah but I do think I do think a lot of it is kind of my um rejection of what I had planned for my life and I think I've I communicated that in the music and i am uh, I, it kind of, kind of came out without me trying, you know, like once it was done, I, I, I realized, oh, like this is the kind of art that I'm making and this is what comes naturally to me. And so then it made me wonder like, what have I been kind of, you know, pushing down over, Mm -hmm. over the years, um, to maintain my like realism. And, and like you said, it is very dreamy and it, and a lot of it has psychedelic elements and, like we, a lot of that has to do with my producer who pushed me in a lot of ways and it, in great ways to be like, hey, you like this music? Like, what if we incorporated this element? And I was like, you know, let's try it. See what it sounds like. It's my first record. You know, there's no expectation to live up to. And we had fun with it. And, that, and it, it truly does feel like me. And I, I do feel like I learned so much about myself in making the record as an artist and a person. And and I I've kind of uncovered this this new layer, which which has been special. And and that's you know, I, I'll always think of making that record as a time of discovery. Um, and I was actually here at Ben's house. They, yeah. I'm like looking out the window and there's this like field with this horse over here. And I was about to record the album last January, and my manager was like, Hey, like, I know we're ready. You have like all these songs prepared and like you you have you know, they're great. But she was like, I think you're kind of on a, on a different wave. And I want to see where it goes. She's like, I think you should write for two more weeks before we hit record. And I was like, okay. Um, and I was kind of bummed because I was ready to record. I'd been, you know, waiting. And Mm. then it ended up being the best thing I could have done is I wrote half of the songs in those two weeks on the project. Oh my gosh. Well,
1: that's what I was going to ask you was like, Mm -hmm. how do you know, because you don't have that prior experience of kind of doing an album a to z like how did you know when you were finally done was there like a feeling of like relief or i know you said you're a recovering overachiever did you ever feel like you (laughs) had to go back and tweak things or were you very like this is me this is what i want to put out
0: well i do feel like i um i had to let go a lot through the process of like you know if i heard the, the standard and and um recording is perfection these days i feel like mm-hmm. you know every note is tuned everything is timed perfectly everything is just engineered so that your ears just don't have to work to hear it mm-hmm. and my producer is like a like we both have a love for the cheryl crows and like the kind of grungier stuff the rock and stuff and he was like what if we just kept this take because this is like what it sounded like in the moment and it, yeah. it's, you know, authentic. And I would, I'd be like, can I do it again? And he's like, well, if you really want to. And then I would end up like, we ended up using a lot of de- demo vocals from the first day mm-hmm. we wrote the songs. So I was, you know, he made me, he, he'd be like, all right, you're going to play guitar on me? Like he made me really play. I played bass on two or three of the tracks and um, played guitar. And he'd be like, no, it's supposed to, I was like, but it doesn't sound like this. Such a musician." Does. No, but it sounds like you so you, this is it. I love and, that. And um, he, his name's Andrew Patrick. Hoffman, and I owe a lot of that to him. And I don't think I'd make a record a different way now.
1: Oh my God. So, I love that. Well, my favorite yeah. um, off the album has to be Mary Jane and Chardonnay. Um, and I have to ask you, what kind of Chardonnay are we talking about? <laughs> Pottery or oak, you know? I love it. Oh. Yes. My girl. I love it. So talk to that song I feel like it is like I have stepped into like a psychedelic box where I like am hanging out with like a grungy Janis Joplin and like Grateful Dead and you like shook the box up and then like that's what came out so is that what you were expecting when you wrote that song or how did that song kind of come to be
0: so that song was one of the ones we wrote in that two-week period, I mean, um, it was actually the first one we wrote, and it was with Aaron Ratier, who's a dear friend of mine, and I don't know, do you know Aaron I at do. all? I do, yep. He's crazier than ever, yep, and, uh, so he came over, he came over to Petrov's studio, and we were, like, he's, like, I have this title, like, like, uh, uh, I can't, it was, like, Mary Jane, or he was, like, Doobies and Cabernet, or it was something, like, 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 close to that, and, like, he would bring it in, because he lived in um Ben's house they were like roommates at the time and I, I was he knows my habits you know And yeah. I was like well Aaron I'm kind of more of a white wine drinker I was like what if we did Chardonnay and I was like what Mary Jane rhymes with Chardonnay and we were like okay great and we wrote the um we wrote the chorus yeah. in about like I remember that day so vividly but I, he said he said it's just paper and leaves and I said bottle of grapes from overseas And then we just like started trading off lines and it just like fell out. And we were like, this is so fun. And I remember leaving the right and being like, man, this feels like me. But I was like, still at the time was like, do I want to like put a song out that has, you know, talks about weed? And I was like, ah, my, it's like, I really love it, but I don't know, like, is this for me? And then I ended up like, showing it to people showed it to my mom and I was like what do you think about this you know she she like works in as a discipline clerk at a high school you know so I was like how is this gonna go over um but they were like oh it's such a vibe and then uh our friend Rob laid down the guitar the electric guitar oh, on it so good. and um that the like kind of Jerry Garcia yep. option. yep um but but the, a lot of that was played the day of that little da 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 da. That was mm-hmm. just me on a electric mm-hmm. messing around, and then we used it. And then Aaron played the acoustic guitar that day, and we used it. And we used his vocal from that day. Um, he sang that the octave below, and mm-hmm. and we had known we knew it was something special. But it is, it is a fun. It's just like a feel good song, and mm-hmm. I had never written anything like it before, and I knew it was special.
1: Well, and it makes me giggle now knowing that like you did not grow up like a gypsy child. You were very like strict and you're like now talking like a very dreamy song about your heads up in the clouds, drinking and smoking. Yeah. Like, I mean, I love, I was telling Ben that my mom's hippie dippy. So like, and as I've gotten older, yeah. I realized how hippy dippy she is. Yeah. You're but, like, whoa. Speaking of hippy dippy, you are on the most hippie of dippiest tours right now uh, with Miss Lainey Wilson. So first oh, of yeah. all, talk to me about how it feels to be on the road with another woman before we kind of dive into your friendship a little bit.
0: Man, it's um it's just a learning experience. And I feel like I'm I feel like I've been going to school for, oh. you know, two or three months learning from her. And she's just a professional in every sense of the word but also just a true friend and entertainer and um, like a a mentor, really a big sister figure to me. So we've had a lot of fun. The first month we were out West and we had a a girl's bus and a guy's bus. So the girls were all on the girl's bus. And I was like, after the show, we were you know doing our face mask, I was living in heaven. Like I was in, I'd never been to California before. And I was like, here I am on a tour bus, this is awesome. but getting to learn from her every night and just watch her. And I, I feel like I've grown so much, just absorbing the energy and the advice that she has to give. And I feel like I could go to her with anything. And it's, it's a really
1: cool friendship. I love it. How is playing in front of her crowd? I know I asked Ben the same thing and a little bit different. Cause I know the, the, um, uh the crowd is predominantly female. I am presuming I haven't gotten to see the show here yet, but how is that playing in front of a crowd? Um, especially your new songs. How does that feel?
0: Man, actually to be um, honest, like the crowd is way, like it's kind of a wild card crowd. Really? Sometimes it's, sometimes it's all women, but there's a, there's been a great, it's it's been a great mix pretty much the whole time. That's great. Like, there's a great mix of like some of the venues when it's under, you know, when you can, it's not over 21, there's, yeah. you're screaming girls, you're screaming guys, there's all ages. So it's been a really cool thing to watch is like, she, her music connects with so many different kinds of people. And, and, you know, people have found her in a myriad of ways, Yellowstone, the radio, Spotify, Apple music, you know, she's, she's kind of everywhere. So she brings people in from everywhere. Yeah, um, But her crowd is her crowd is very supportive like I had the 20 minute solo acoustic set and then I would play with Ben's band okay after and just play rhythm and sing harmony and I feel like everyone was rooting for me you know it felt like a really great environment like no one was like what's yeah. this gonna be about you know yeah. and they were uh like "One tried and true came out during the tour and uh a lot of people learned the songs and so like they knew the words which was crazy Isn't that wild? um
1: I love it. It is
0: crazy. It is crazy. But I've, yeah, can't
1: say enough about that tour. Awesome. Well, I think this week you kick off another leg with another like badass. Are you going to be doing acoustic on the Morgan Wade leg or are you? Talk to me kind of about that and what you're excited for for that new experience. Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm, I am in the packing process. I was just thinking about how, all the Amazon boxes I have at my house of like travel stuff. But so we leave Monday, gone for for, uh, two weeks out west, starting Mm -hmm. in Denver, Um, and I'm going with my guitar player, Anna, who, um, she is a badass, and so she's doing electric, I'm doing acoustic, and we're going to do a little duo thing, and we're going to have our, uh, we're going to have our west coast road trip, so...
1: I know. We're, I'm so bummed. I'm seeing Morgan tonight in Chicago and was like, wait, oh, be on the bill oh. I was you and I was like, no. Hey. So I said I said to my girlfriends that were going to the show tonight I said, "Well, maybe we'll just have to go to Denver."
0: <laughs> Come on. I love it's going it. to be at that venue. It's supposed to be amazing. But I think my friend Nate is opening tonight yes. in Chicago. Yep. Yeah, and you're Thanks. gonna love him. He was Ben's roommate, dude. He's one of my best friends, no and way. um, his band is great. You're gonna you're gonna love it. Oh my so. God.
1: I'm so excited. Well, to wrap things up here, chat with me about your goals for the rest of the year. Um, what do yeah. you what are you hoping for the rest of 2023?
0: Oh man, I would just love to stay on the road this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing a couple shows with Ashley McBride um, in April. After the Morgan stuff, which is going to be so fun, um, got a few thing festivals and stuff coming up this summer. But I'm just uh, really ready to hit the ground running for this new record and just keep promoting it and spreading the word and hopefully, you know, talk about recording some more music. But I'm in a I'm in a road headspace right yeah. now for sure.
1: I'm I'm really enjoying it. So I love it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. And uh, I'm sure we will see you at some point uh, this year on the road. I'm making it my mission to come and find you and Ben. And uh, well, bug you. Let me
0: know when you want to go to a show.
1: And I would love to see you, girl. I I would would love to see you. So good luck and enjoy the rest of your day. Hopefully, it's not snowing in Georgia like it is here in Chicago.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Where in Chicago? What part of Chicago do you live in? So I'm
1: in Lincoln Square.
0: Awesome! That's That's amazing.
1: yeah, it's a ton of fun. So I know I was- I went bug- to college. Like
0: I know so many people from Chicago from college. Vanderbilt had a, a huge Chicago population. Can I tell you,
1: I swear, everybody, like seven people from my class went to v- Vanderbilt. I was not smart Really? Enough. I had so many people from my class, mainly dudes that played football, but- Yeah. So, well, I am so excited. I'm sure I we'll see you on the road. And uh yeah. If you're ever in Nashville and I'm there too, I'll have to take you to lunch. So I would love to do that. I
0: would love that, Bobby. That awesome. sounds amazing.
1: Awesome. Good luck and we'll see you soon. Thank
0: you. See you soon. Awesome.
1: Bye bye. Bye. Once again, my name is Bobby Dixon and I am the founder of Backstage Bobby, a country music news outlet that highlights Chicago's country music scene. Follow me on Instagram at Backstage Bobby. The All Country News Podcast is produced by Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you loved this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. Shout out to our friends Track 45 who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast